Hey friends, Michael McCurry here, and this is Bible Tract Echoes. Those of you that caught yesterday's broadcast will be aware that the sound may be a little different. The setting may be a little bit different because we're going just a little bit behind the scenes. I'm standing right here in front of our fulfillment area. Right behind me, those of you that are on camera that are watching on YouTube, you can see there's a table back there that we've kind of custom built. And uh, right there, we shrink wrap gospel tracks together. We weigh them. We actually put them in the boxes. We put the postage on them. Uh, hundreds of dollars of postage every day, if not thousands of dollars of postage. And with me right now is Weston Colvin. In just a few moments, he's going to jump on camera. I know he's just so keen to be on camera. We're talking about the parable of the sower from Mark chapter 4. Weston, if you could, could you, when you bring those over, could you grab me another gospel track to feature on today's broadcast? He's going to do that in just a moment. While he does that, Mark chapter 4 and verse number 2, the Bible says this, and he, meaning Jesus, taught them many things by parables and said unto them in his doctrine, hearken, behold, there went out a sower to sow. And it came to pass, as he sowed some of the seed, some fell by the wayside, and the fowls of the air came and devoured it up. And some fell on stony ground, where it had not much earth, and immediately it sprang up, because it had no depth of earth, no foundation there. Verse 6, But when the sun was up, it was scorched, and because it had no root, it withered away. And some fell among thorns, and the thorns grew up and choked it, and it yielded no fruit. But we get to verse number eight. This is the ground the sower is looking for. And other fell on good ground and did yield fruit that sprang up and increased and brought forth some 30 and some 60 and some an hundred. And he said unto them, he that hath ears to hear, let him hear. Here we are in the Bible today. And we're going to talk about this particular gospel track that I have in my hand in just a second. We're going to talk about what Weston is doing behind me. Those of you on radio, if you hear just a little bit of crinkling, crinkle that, uh, that shrink wrap. There you go. That, crink, that crinkling sound, that's the plastic for the shrink wrap. And I mentioned yesterday we do that because we want to protect just another layer of protection inside the box. Inside, We don't use packing peanuts because those can be very annoying. But we use those little um, uh, soft pillows, uh, uh, plastic pillows to cushion things. You say, are tracks really worth it? Well, what's the worth of a, of a soul? What's the worth of someone coming to know Christ? And that brings us to the parable, an earthly story with a heavenly meaning, an earthly illustration with heavenly application, of course, a parable told by Jesus. In Mark chapter 4, you got to realize here, Jesus is talking to a very, uh, how to put it, agriculturally conscious group of people. When he's given this illustration, the folks that are listening, you can almost imagine them. Can you, can you transport yourself for just a second? Can you imagine them nodding their heads along with him? He talks about some uh, falling along the wayside where the, where the ruts have been, have been uh, made deep by, by the wheels of the wagon and the, the stony ledge there. It only has a few inches of soil on top of it. The sower knows there's not going to be much that comes up from that. But just beside the wayside there is good ground. And so he spreads that seed liberally. And you never know. There might be some along the wayside that, that would spring up and be worthwhile. And, and some was, was thrown where thorns 
normally grow, but maybe they won't grow this year. And you can almost see the people nodding along and understanding because this is their life. This is something they've experienced day in and day out, year after year, their substance, their ability to eat had something to do with their ability to grow and here Jesus is making this application, kind of a mysterious parable. He that hath ears, he says, let him hear. Hear what? Well, it befuddled, it dumbfounded the disciples so much that they came to Jesus and said, can you explain that a little bit more? Well, we're going to endeavor to do that a little bit through the medium of practical application. You see behind me right now, Brother Weston is taking these orders. Now, Brother Weston, come up here for just a moment, if you don't mind. I know I'm interrupting you. Brother Weston, teenager here at First Baptist Church of Dwight. That's my home church here in Dwight, Illinois. That's Weston's home church. Only has been for all 18 years of your life. They're about, right? Miss Jane, uh, amazing, uh, amazing woman. His, his mom and Miss Jane and I work closely together on football camp stuff. Midwest Christian Boys football camp. I think I've got the logo on my shirt actually right here. And of course, his dad, good man, went home to be with the Lord about two years ago now. Yes, is that correct? And a Jesse Colvin, good man. And we're so thankful for the legacy he leaves with his children, Weston and, and Laura Colvin. Weston, as I mentioned yesterday, I'm not just saying it to butter him up, quality guy, quality young man, valedictorian of school. Anyway, well, I digress. He, he would rather me not talk about him, I'm sure. But right now, you're putting some tracks into the shrink wrap and you'll be putting them in boxes in just a little while. Tell us a little bit, uh, look at some of the order forms. Tell us first name and city and state where some of these are going here. Speak up so the camera can hear you a little bit. Uh, we have Ruth from Simpsonville, South Carolina. Ruth, Simpsonville, South Carolina. What, what's another one or two that you got over there? Uh, Mark from Santan Valley, Arizona. There's Arizona, so we got the Southwest. Yesterday we talked about Alabama, we had South Carolina. What's one more over there? Um, I have Timothy from Fulton, New York. Fulton, New York. So we've just touched almost, almost four corners of America in just a short order. I, I was walking past when I saw one to California, saw three or four going to Wisconsin. You see, friend, there is seed going all over the place. We have the opportunity as uh, purveyors of the gospel to take this good seed. Now, for instance, I have in my hand right now, this one right here, they come normally in packs of 25. I've got one called, I'm Not Afraid to Die. This gospel tract right here was written by a friend of mine. Let me read you just the first paragraph or so. Weston continues to work behind me, and he this is something he does now during the summer, a few days during the week, putting tracks in boxes by the hundreds, by the thousands. There is there will probably be one second here. Let me grab this box. We've got already in this tub that I'm holding in my hands, we've got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen packages. Uh, this one's going to uh, let's see, Houston, Texas, going to Las Vegas, Nevada, going to another to Arizona. This one's going to Florida. Uh, Weston, about how many tracks are in this, is in this package right here? 200 about 200 it's about a six by nine package about 200 and so i just rattled off here there's probably well over a thousand well over two thousand gospel tracks this one's bigger going to mississippi this one here is going to uh let's see rock let's see lakeland florida there you go and in here thousands of gospel tracks going all over the place and they carry with them the account the same account 
as how gospel tracks like I'm holding my hand called I'm not afraid to die. It's not the exact same story. There's not multiple ways to heaven, but there are multiple ways to share heaven with people. And so we have here this gospel track. I'm not afraid to die. Here's what it says. Recently, this is a friend of mine, Byron Fox, talking. He wrote this gospel track. He said, recently, I preached the funeral for a dear Christian lady. She lived a full life of 91 years. When she was 84, though, she asked me if I would preach at her funeral. That day, she told me the Bible passages she wanted me to use and songs that she wanted to be sung in her funeral service. She also told me that day, I'm not afraid to die. The Christian doesn't need to fear death. He goes on to explain that Jesus said, I go to prepare a place for you, and if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you unto myself, that where I am, there ye may be also. And many other scripture verses does a great job. And one of my, a line or two from a good gospel song says this, Heaven's my home, and I'm going there to lay down these burdens that I've had to bear. I'm going higher his glory to share for heaven's my home and I'm going there. Could I encourage you today as you go about your daily life to use gospel tracks? Maybe you say, all right, brother Micah, you've been talking about this for weeks, months, years, even it's about three, over three years since I took over the reins of this ministry, three and a half years since I took over the reins of this ministry by God's grace and Three plus years since I took over as the host of this radio broadcast, maybe you've been hearing me beat this drum about using gospel tracks, and maybe finally you're like, all right, I give up. I'll roll over. I'll order some gospel tracks. Could I encourage you to act upon that impulse? I heard someone say long ago, we must obey every godly spiritual impulse. Every spiritual impulse brought to us by God, by the Holy Spirit, we need to obey immediately. I know down here in the fulfillment area, that snap sounded a little bit more, had a little more reverberation than it does normally. I liked it there. Here we go. That one, that one wasn't quite as good. But maybe you're listening right now. You say, all right, uh, you woke me up. I'm finally going to start using gospel tracks. Can I tell you how much of a joy it would be to me for us to have your order represented by one of these order forms right over here and for Weston to take that that order and to package it up and to shrink wrap it. You may be wondering, those of you listening right now, aren't you supposed to use a, a shrink wrap gun, like a heat gun to mold that plastic around those tracks? You're exactly right, but it's very loud and that would really mess up the recording that we're doing right now for the radio. So he's gonna shrink wrap all of them and then actually shrink them with a heat gun when we're done here in just a moment. But maybe you're thinking, all right, you got me. I've got to use gospel tracks. Can I encourage you to do so before it's eternally too late? Eternally too late for you, because there's going to come a day when you step over to the other side and you will have no more opportunity to witness the lost. Maybe you're going to miss and it will be eternally too late for someone that you should have witnessed to. Someone that God is going to bring across your path and maybe it's a situation where you're going to walk by them and you're not going to have a bunch of time to engage them about the gospel, but you could, if you had a gospel track like what I have in my hand, you could say, hey, would you mind reading this when you have a moment? I was just texting with someone just a few moments ago. They told me, you know, I'm, I'm slow of speech. 
It can be difficult for me to form my words and, and, and communicate my thoughts, but you know what? I use gospel tracts. Praise God. Instead of making excuse and saying, I can never evangelize, I can never tell people about the gospel, they found a way that works for them. Now, I encouraged them. I said, don't, don't live there. Always be striving to do a little bit more. Um, remember, Moses used the excuse that he was slow of speech, and God used him in a great way, and I don't see Aaron speaking on his behalf all that often. But in all seriousness, I'm glad that they found a way to get busy about the Father's business. I'm going to encourage you to do the same thing today. Now, we're going to continue on this little field trip outside of my office. I'm kind of enjoying this Bible Tract Echoes deal where I don't have to be strapped to my desk the entire time. If you, if you enjoyed having Weston on the program, shoot me a text. Let me know. I'm sure he would just love to hear how many people enjoyed him being in the background working. You can text me if you have a special word for Weston. And I think, I, well, we, we won't go there. Um, he, he, would, he would really rather me not. If you can guess what I was about to say, text me as well. Text me at 309-316-7240. I'm having a good time. I hope you are as well. Join us tomorrow on the Bible Tract Echoes radio program. God bless. Thank you for joining us today for Bible Tract Echoes, a ministry of Bible Tracks Incorporated. If you would like to receive a free sample booklet of all of our tracks, you can contact us by calling 309-828-6888. That's 309-828-6888. Our mailing address is P.O. Box 130, Dwight, Illinois 60420. A faster way to contact us is to go to our website at BibleTracksInc.org. That's BibleTracksInc.org. There you will find more information about our ministry and details on how you can support Bible Tracks Incorporated. Thanks for listening, and may the Lord richly bless you as you serve Him.